Join Internet Sweetheart, Dale. Uh, no, that's not quite right. What's uh, Join the your master of ceremonies, Dale. Ken no, that's too far. Ah, I got an idea. Join the guy who knows things about stuff. This is the generic live show with the guy who knows things about stuff, Dale Campbell. Our two of the program. Uh, I, by the way, when I do that, I'm not actually moving my head. That's just me doing this over and over again. Again, and uh, well, I am doing a motion on the video that's a little uh, underwards. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our two of the program. This is the Generic Live Show. Uh, the best Generic Live Show on the internet. My name's Dale Campbell. It's a pleasure to be here. As per always, we're doing it for Geekio. Oh, thanks for joining us. Wasn't that a good hour one? Don't tell, don't tell hour one I said that. Their, their, their ego will get a little bit inflated, but I think hour two is going to be better. I have a feeling hour two is going to be better. Yeah, hour one had same as you remember, same as it ever was. But don't, don't tell hour one that hour two is going to be better. Hour two is going to require less reading <laughs> and less paragraphs. Ooh, less paragraphs of text. So, you know, don't, don't, don't just, it's just between us. Hour two. Uh, hour two is going to have a bit of a travel theme to kick it off. The first direct flight from Australia to Europe takes off this weekend. 17 hour flight to break aviation records. That is the aeroplane. Uh, it is uh, covered in what would be traditionally known as Aboriginal art. The kangaroo route, quotation marks, from Australia to Britain has become a shorter hop Saturday the 24th of March when the first passengers, passenger service left Perth for London with a 17-hour flight to break aviation records. I hope it landed safe. Just wanna, just wanna put that out there. Oh, well. I just, yeah, again, I wanna, I hope it landed. Uh, yeah, now, now, when I go over to America, I will not be, I will be no longer taking the longest flight. Just heads up. Well, one of the longest flights. Qantas is 14,900 one, uh, sorry, 14,498 kilometer. Let's ask, let's ask our friend. Uh, hey Suri. What is 14,498 kilometers in miles? 14,498 kilometers is 908.64 miles. There you go. Nine, over 9,000 miles. And uh, you would walk 9,000 more. Uh, <laughs> From southwestern si from the southwestern Sydney to London is the world's third longest passenger flight. The Australia said, and the first regular service to connect the two countries directly. Captained by Lisa Norman, it will be the longest Boeing Dreamliner flight in the world. The link is a part of Qantas's ambitious plan to unveil over the past two years to add an extra long-haul flight to its global schedules. <laughs> Reggie three three says, "Thanks for the conversion. I can probably follow along now. You're welcome. You can you can uh, thank Australian Suri who does all of my conversions for me. Uh, he's such a he's such a gem. He's such a snack. Uh, Aussie Suri, top snack. Uh, Alan Joyce, Qantas uh, Qantas uh, chief executive, last year said that uh, such flights were quote the last frontier of global aviation. The anecdote of Tyrannery of distance as a revelation for air travel in Australia. Oh, basically, he said, it's great that we can fly. <laughs> it's great we can fly. It's great. It's a great invention. Uh, I hated a flight network. It's fun. Uh, Joyce called the Perth-London a game-changing route. Tourism uh, shortened time, less populated, West Coast, more domestic and international visitors. That's true. Perth doesn't get that much that much love 
Qantas also flew a non-stop passenger flight from London to Sydney in 1989 with a Boeing 747. Oh, boy. Uh, one of the... One of the... Uh, also another one. Uh, longest flights are... 14,000... Uh, God, this is going to be a lot of conversions. Alright. 14,535 uh, kilometers is the Doha Auckland service. Uh, hey, Siri. What is 14,535 kilometers in miles? 14,535 kilometers is 9,031.63 miles. Uh, the Emirates Dubai Auckland route. Hey, Siri. What's fourteen? What's fourteen thousand two hundred kilometers? Fourteen thousand two hundred kilometers is eight thousand eight hundred and twenty-three point four seven miles. See, they don't even have to do that. Hey Siri, what's fourteen? What's fourteen thousand kilometers in miles? Fourteen thousand kilometers is eight thousand six hundred and ninety-nine point two miles. That's the Los Angeles Singapore journey, and my favorite one that I take every single year is hey Siri what what's 13,800 kilometers in miles 10,800 that's incorrect well hey 9 out of 10 ain't bad are the 13,800 kilometers Sydney to Dallas route which I believe is a uh, little bit less than 9,000 miles. I think it works out, shakes out to be about 8,000 miles. Um, this is Math Geeks. <laughs> Otherwise known as Siri is getting way more airtime than what Dale is. Uh, but yeah, the... <laughs> the <coughs> excuse me. Oh, the Qantas Sydney Dallas route is an interesting one. Uh, I, I love that route. Uh, I, I love it as a, as a concept, uh, as execution, uh, uh, not so much. Uh, yes, that is the route I take to go to America because I hate myself. So, I mean, that's, it's funny because little BTS, I, I tried going, uh, the first time I went to America, I went from from Sydney to LA but somewhere along the line they've stopped that route or they don't like advertising that route very much mainly because A, it's probably overbooked uh, and B, it's LAX so <laughs> as a person who spent nine hours doing jack nothing in LAX I can tell you that LAX is as advertised LAX as advertised it is a, it's definitely the Los Angeles <laughs> International Airport, as advertised. Ah, <laughs> uh, there were, there was, I, I, I'm a little, I'm being a little satirical, but I, it was, there was a lot of construction going on at the time, so definitely, definitely wasn't, yeah, wasn't the best time in aviation travel history, so, there you go. In other news, now, uh, on that, on the back of that, we've got some tips for you. How to sleep on a plane. Do you want to get proper... Uh, if you want to get proper night's sleep on an aeroplane, we've got, we got, we got some tips for you. Uh, if you've ever tossed and turned throughout a long-haul flight, you're not alone. Skyscanner Australia asks travels if they struggle with sleep on a plane and free... Quarters of them said yes. 79% to be more specific, which apparently, according to this article, is three quarters. Which, they have a really weird way of cutting a pie. Uh, to help get some shut-eye on your next slide, we've got some tips for... Uh, the Sky Scanner has some tips for you. The best positions for sleeping in economy. Lean back. Ever folded forward and slept in your head... On your meal tray, Dr. Alan Hedge, a professor of ergonomics at Cornell University, says that's the worst position to sleep for your lower back. Uh, use a travel pillow. I'm not going to show the screen because it's got a giant ad there and they are hashtag not sponsored. 
uh, resting back or nab the pillow, uh, nab the window seat and sleep against the side of the plane instead. I need to get a, a body pillow, but a, a body pillow. Yes, I need to get a body pillow for my aeroplane experiences. That's exactly what I said. What I said. I have a generic life pillow. Does that count? No, it's not. It's not one of those. It's not one of those neck pillows. And now you have to use it correctly. Uh, find your head always flops forward. Spin the travel pillow around so it supports your chin instead. Huh. Okay. Well, use your chin. That's kind of a long link. Oh well. If you experience lower back pain, you could also use the travel pillow or rolled up jumper as a lumbar pillow. That's a good idea. I've never had... I've never had... The need... I do suffer from, from lower back pain quite frequently. And I've never actually thought about... Uh, you taking a jumper on the plane with me. Because I'm like, I'm not going to need a jumper. Third tip is you can uncross those legs of yours. Uh, they won't cross, you say? Well, uncross them. <laughs> cross them and then uncross them. Uh, don't do it with your legs crossed. Uh, not only is it bad for your back, but it can increase your chance of blood clot. Ooh, yeah, you don't want those... Those, um... That, that blood clock. That clock, clocked. Clocked? Clocked. Clot. Clot. I'm just going to say the word clot over and over again until it sounds right. Balls. Clot balls. <laughs> again, this is going to be the best clip episode ever. Uh, also, use an inflatable sleep aid. Ooh, maybe my body pillow wasn't such a bad idea. <laughs> Another travel accessory recommended to frequent flyers are inflatable foot strees. Uh, particularly, yeah, foot strees. What's a foot stray? Uh, Qantas announced last year that inflatable cubes, bed boxes, and leg hammocks provided in flight, but Virgin Australia has no such, are prohibited uh, in flight, but Virgin Australia has no such restriction. Uh, some aircrafts have foot legs and leg hammocks already installed to the seat, so check your aircraft before departing. Exactly. Uh, the best economy sits to pick, according to Seat Guru. You're flying an A80, uh, A380, excuse me. Uh, some aircrafts have a small number of economy seats in the upper deck. You'll have a much more peaceful experience, so book early to secure those rows. Uh, I strongly disagree. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do top row, don't do top row back. Do top row middle because top row back will literally throw you around the aeroplane as a person who did that Sydney to Dallas route on the top deck of an aeroplane I got thrown around like I was yesterday's breakfast because you know that's fun because I, I and we also it was a also an anonymy and an anonymy uh, because uh, it, we were going through a quite a severe storm uh, I think this was on the way back to Australia, but all the way over there, one of the two. There was a bad storm somewhere, and we had turbulence, and it was definitely unpleasant for, for everyone involved. Uh, also, we've got five sleeping tips for you, because the tips just keep coming. Just the tips, though. Nothing else. <laughs> Block out sound and light. Calm your mind. Uh... Switch off your brain. Maybe take some medication. Wow, Sky, Sky, Skylander. Uh, try natural supplements. First of all, you, you tell us to take medication and then try natural supplements. And then you, the next one is take her relaxing sense. <laughs> this article makes no sense. Oh. <laughs> uh, white noise. Uh, yeah, they, they can't sleep because of all the noise from all the, uh, all the television stuff. Uh, the survival of a, a long-haul flight starts on the ground. It's possible to search for a book, uh, uh search and book a red-eye flight so that you board the plane sleepy. Avoid coffee within, coffee within six hours of your flight? Holy crap, dude! 
So if I was to... Okay, no, pause. If I was to... If I was to... If I was to... Stop... By the time I take... Okay. Stop everything. In some cases, in most cases, I'm out of where I live and into a long-haul flight within six hours. In some cases. Give or take. I am not leaving the house without a coffee. <laughs> That's not happening. You can tell me that tip over and over and over again, and I'm going to ignore it just as quickly, simply because I'm definitely not doing that anytime soon. It takes that long to flush out your system. I could be sleepy on the plane. I'm not avoiding coffee for six hours. See, look at this. I'm not... I'm having coffee right now. Now I can't now I can't board a long haul flight for another six hours. Have fun. Uh, try not to eat anything fatty or spicy meal within two hours of your flight. Oh. Well there goes my big fat Mexican uh, burrito that I was planning to have. And avoid discomfort and stay hydrated, packing your own refillable water bottle and topping it up as you board the flight. And uh, not not going through any security with it because they will tell you to throw it in the bin. Uh, or you can be like me and accidentally forget to take your lovely lady pineapple lumps out of your bag. Uh, and yeah, get, yeah, you can take you you can forget to take your uh, pineapple lumps out of your bag through TSA and have them pull you over uh, and and pat you down because you've got. Pine, uh, chocolate-covered pineapple uh, confectionery on you, and you—they think it's bullets. And you know, I—I still—I—I—I I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I understand. I'm not saying the TSA is bad. I'm saying the TSA is really good. But I'm saying that mainly because I don't want to edit. But also, they are good. But also, they are good. But also, also, uh, I I was in a rush and I was in a bad place and I I had less than I think less than an hour to connect from international in Dallas from international to domestic, and because I boarded the plane two days before uh, leaving Australia, uh, they didn't have the gate number on my boarding pass, so I was literally going. Uh, I know all American flights leave from this terminal, so I'm going to go to that terminal. Which half the terminal? Uh, let's go first half. I walked down the escalator, there was my flight, I was the last person to board the plane. It's the only time that's ever happened to me, is the when uh, they were about, they were picking up the phone, and the lady on the phone said, Are you Dale? She didn't say it like that. Are you Dale? Are you Daniel? I'm like, no, I'm Doug. Uh, inside jokes. So apparently no one can say or spell the word Dale over in America. Reggie33 says, self-driving cars are cool, but uh, all but when they're going to have a coffee maker. That's true. That's going to be the end of existence when self-driving cars become a thing and they have a coffee maker. Oh, but when are they having to have a coffee maker? Yeah, well, uh, I won't leave my car. If it has a... All my podcasting would be live from the car at that point. I might as well like, build an office in the in the trunk. Otherwise, because, you know, why would I want to leave my car if it has a coffee maker? Do you see how that works? Do you see how that works? All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, on the other side of this, we're going to work we're going to work our way through our other Big story of the day. Google actually deciding to work with publishers? Question mark? We'll tell you more as we continue. Here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. We're doing it for Geek.io. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure as always. We'll be right back after these messages.
8 out of 10 fictional doctors say that you should start your day the generic live show way. This is the generic live show. Thanks for joining us here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. We're doing it for Geek.io. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure as per always. That's right. You should start your day the Generic Live Show way. Well, that kind of still applies, right? Are people still starting their day at 9.25 on a, on a, on a Monday morning here in Aussie land? I know people, well, hey, some people might be starting their day at 7.26pm uh, Eastern Time in America too. You never know. You never, never know. I mean, it's a, it's a mad, mad world. As R.E.M. once sang, it's a mad, mad world. Hi, welcome back. It's a pleasure to be here, as per always. Uh, now, Google. The Goggle. You know the Goggle. The company Google is... Uh, Google is offering publishers more generous terms as part of a new subscriber tool currying favor with news industry at the time when Facebook Inc. is sending mixed signals to newspapers and magazines. Facebook still relevant in this show. <laughs> Man, we're really just daggers are out for Facebook today. You never know. Uh, so under the new terms and conditions, publishers will keep 85 to 95% of revenue when readers first buy subscriptions via Google, up from 70% previously, according to People with knowledge of the matter. God, I love those people. They know so much. They're so cute. Uh, publishers' feelings towards Silicon Valley are starting to shift as technology companies are showing they want to compete for content. Last week, Apple offered another branch to the media industry by buying Textjaw, a digital service that lets subscribers users subscribe to more than 200 magazines for just $9.99 a month. Apple and Google are trying to cease, excuse me, cease on a moment when Facebook, uh, Facebook's ties with news outlets are soared. Mm -hmm. uh, the relationship between news providers and, quote, the major digital platforms, how they think about content, how they think about publishers, how they think about data, feels more flux right now than in a long time, unquote. Mark Tofferson, chief executive of the New York Times Co. said in an in, interview. So the subscriber tool, what is it? And what is it good for? Hey. When customers sign up for the subscription using subscription with Google at a, the, at a publisher's website, Google will just keep 5% of the revenue, said people who have... <laughs> now they've changed from, from people who know more about the matter than anyone else in the universe to people who have asked to remain anonymous. Uh, people that, sorry, I need to get the exact phrase in here. Uh, who have asked not to be identified discussing non-public information. If they use the tool at the Google Play Store, it goes up to 15%, which would make sense because they're buying it direct from Google. So Google is generating a lot of that initial... Uh, income and customer, uh, you know, acquisitions. So they need to have a bet. Google need to have a better incentive as to uh, have more of a percentage in that because it's very hard. The cost, of course, of customer acquisition is increased. So they need to get more of a benefit of it. On Tuesday, Google said it would share data to help identify potential paying readers, and that users' search results should more profoundly feature publications they the subscribe to. The company also said that it would dole out $300 million to support digital journalism globally over the next three years. Quote, We welcome the fact that Google has listened to and responded to some of our asks about our subscription business, Thomason said. He also said he would like to see Google and other others share advertising revenue with publishers. Since the tech companies make big profits by selling online ads, around other providers' news content. Uh, this also will boost relations between between companies. Uh, apparently there's an iPhone app? Apple's focus with publishers has been on distributing their news story on Apple News, an app that comes installed on millions of iPhones. Media executives say that Apple News could be a significant source of online readership, but so far they've seen little money from it. Apple News is a way to attract more Times readers, especially outside of the US, but quote, 
but without significant economics attached, Thompson said. The Times distributes articles on Apple News, but is not participating in the subscription program. Uh, meanwhile, Facebook has sent mixed signals to publishers. Uh, in October, the world's largest social network began a test to support paywalls in instant articles. Oh, I remember this. And letting publishers keep all the revenue from subscriptions. In February, it launched a three-month pilot program to help local newspapers attract more subscribers. But the company has also said its algorithm will start prioritizing newsfeed posts from friends and families, hurting publishers' web traffic. Quote, Google has been the most responsive uh, of the media platforms in terms of listening, trying to understand what we need, and they're changing their business rules, Thompson said. We actually haven't seen any responsiveness from Facebook at all, actually. Um, you know, I still haven't done that bit I promised about three years ago on this show. I still haven't done the hashtag free the news thing. And I, I hope, and I hope for the sake of this show, it definitely doesn't turn into I have to pay for a whole bunch of stuff. Now, Apple hasn't said, uh, Apple hasn't said that they are uh, giving up consultation. Oh, uh, apparently there was a video that was here that was related, but uh, Apple haven't said that they are they are giving up on uh, up on Apple News. That's what I was trying to think. That they are now. Uh, they are now just using the subscription service to try and have more money coming in. Uh, but again, I think hashtag free the news. If Google News becomes this subscribe with Google thing, and there are you know that we are going to lose Google News to now be the subscription based service, I'm out. Like this is. I rely on and much to my, to my dismay to uh, release this information publicly, but I rely on free news, uh, news services, particularly Apple News, now that I have uh, an iPhone and, you know, it's set up and I send myself stuff and, yes, I do sometimes run into the the occasional paywall where I find a story that I'm very interested in and can't read it because it's got that paywall behind it. Uh, I find that infuriating that, and there was a time and mainly because this is this, the bit got pushed back simply because I'm now using a service that kind of advertises free stories, if that makes sense. And and definitely worth noting as well, I was running into that problem on air where so particularly the newspapers directly would offer the article for free for a certain time before putting it behind a paywall. Or the website was only offering you to see the article twice. And of course... I had already read the article twice in preparation for the show. So, it's hard to gauge that spectrum, if that makes sense. It's hard to juggle that, and you can't really know ahead of time if it's going to be a part of the paywall system or not. It's hard to, it's hard to gauge that sometimes. Uh, and also... I like Apple News and I like Google News the way they are. They they work for for what I need, the news I need to get, and I love I love the balance that Google News actually provides. Hashtag not sponsored, but I love the faith that Google News does filter in uh, into my newsfeed. They they filter in American stories, they filter in Australian stories, all into this interconnected mix. Because whilst this show is certainly this week particularly as well, but has been Australian focused. It's good to get those other stories just in case. And, well, let's be completely honest. The most recent events in America I don't really want to be talking about on the show anymore. <laughs> because I've said them once. I've said them once before, and I don't really 
feel like repeating myself. Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do acknowledge that. Yes, there were worse shootings in Florida. Uh, we do. It's now time, and the school walkouts. Actually, I was going to bring that up. I think it was last week, or uh, well, this week, but I just wanted to say the word balls over and over for the first twenty minutes of the show. So that's exciting. Uh, but. Bloomberg's provides uh, provides this uh, Apple, Google, Amazon seem unstoppable. Now what? Uh, video, which is kind of interesting. So I'm going to share with that These uh, are the with five you now. most valuable companies in America. Notice anything? They're all tech companies, and their dominance is attracting attention from watchdog groups that say their market power is harming competition and the economy. Is it time to break up big tech? To answer that, you have to understand how tech has exploded. For our purposes, let's imagine yeah. the top five tech giants is Pac-Man or by the way, yeah, oh, he explains it. It's literally a map of America, but Pac-Man themed. Pack companies. Except in this game, there are no ghosts around to avoid. No Blinky, no Clyde. Those ghosts are U.S. regulators. For the past decade, Aww. the U.S. has been mostly hands-off with big tech companies, letting them become even bigger by swallowing smaller rivals or entering new markets. Bloomberg data show that in the last 10 years, the Big Five have made close to 500 acquisitions worth about $140 billion. Because consumers like the company's products, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google have developed huge market shares. Yeah. For example, Amazon receives about 93% of all ebook sales. Google pulls in about 78% of internet search ad spend. Similarly, Apple is dominant in high-end smartphones and Facebook in social media traffic. But being a monopoly isn't illegal in the US or most other countries. Regulators stopped equating big with bad a long time ago. Monopoly cases brought by the US have also dwindled. In fact, the last high-profile case was filed in 1998, when the Justice Department successfully challenged Microsoft's dominance of computer operating systems. And that 20-year dry spell in monopoly cases has led some watchdogs to say that enforcement in the U.S. has become too timid. They say big tech is hurting innovation, jobs, and wages. And some even blame the behemoths for a decline in successful startups. In Europe, America's big tech companies have faced more resistance, with governments more aggressively pursuing them. For example, Aww. the EU has fined Google for abusing its market dominance, and I Germany is that. investigating Facebook for its privacy practices. Of course, the big tech players don't think they need to be broken up. They argue their dominance isn't guaranteed because new competitors can easily jump in. As Google likes to point out, competition is just one click away. Oh. I mean... Let me do that. Alright. I mean, that wrong. And that's a cute way of explaining it, because... Uh, it's definitely something worth considering that, yes, big tech companies are more dominant now than ever before, and, and as technology evolves, there will continue to be that evolutionary and that, uh, that dominant, and as, of course, they will just be the ones to first discover the new technologies because they uh, have the resources to go exploring and those startup companies aren't, aren't really that resourceful and aren't uh, aren't that that needy for it and they're just trying to make buy and if somehow one of those startups manages to get manages to get a new technology or a new innovator a big tech company will swallow them up, much like Google, or Apple, or, and I, I'm afraid that that's what's going to happen here. I, I'm afraid that the, I'm afraid that, again, the big companies are now just going to turn into media publishing companies, which I don't think I really want, or are going to be acquired by these big companies to then run a new sub-site uh, sub or a, a new subscription services. By the way, Google last year uh, earned $110 billion in revenue and invested $300 million in media projects over the next three years to, quote, promote journalism in a digital age, which I love that slogan. Uh, so the the three hundred million dollars in in uh, there's another aspect to the hashtag free the news uh, thing as well. Not only should the news be free, 
but the news should be free of uh, fake facts. I'm not going to call it fake, fake, false headlines. I'm going to call it false facts. The uh, initiative boosts three key features. Improved features on Google's own services to fight false headlines. $300 million project collaborations. And features to improve publishers' virality, uh, visibility. Uh, I, I think, uh, for me, the the fake uh, the the fake headlines fight is one that's still going on. And I think Facebook announced that they are also now also they are also now also I talk they are also cracking down on those types of stories as well. And they're 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 booting them they're booting them out because I think there was there was a story this last week that that there was an Australian political story that we went sideways that was first posted on on Facebook but then was later removed because it was later found out as false. So there you go. Let's see what else is going on on here. Don't have much else planned for this hour. I know. Kind of bad. Uh, we can talk about... We can talk about balls again. <laughs> what, what's the chat room going? Have you got anything in the chat room? We'll, we'll see what you got. And that, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we got. Subscribe with Google is a key part of the package aimed to improving publishers' revenues, featuring one-click subscription to publications, including Fairfax, The New York Times, The FT, and Japan's Mainichi. Hey there, artificial intelligence. 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 Hey. The subscribe uh, with Google Initiative helps make it easy as possible for our readers to support the journalism they trust and value most. It radically simplifies subscriptions across devices and services. Uh, services. Uh, it is an elegant solution to resolve the open and the product productive way in which Google has engaged the news media industry and deliver helpful innovation. Like I like again, and we'll end on this, and we'll probably just kick it to the post show early. Uh, I enjoy these subscription services. They are great. I can't afford to be a part of any of them, but I just don't want them to become the main thing, if that makes sense. I don't want them, I don't want everything to become all subscription based, which again, ask me, if this news came out three three years ago, I wouldn't be here right now, simply because the show wouldn't exist, because... It would have been crushed by this. Three years ago, the existence of paywalls were, were a thing. And it's definitely something that can kill independent media. Get off my lawn. Alright. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of this, we've got a couple of announcements. And we're going to hang with the chat room. We might, we might do... We might do... Some other fun activities on the other side of this. Uh, my name's Dale Campbell. I've been the host of the Genetic Live Show, the most Genetic Live Show on the internet. We'll be right back after these messages. This. found the most generic live show this is the generic live show thanks for joining us here on the generic live show for a sunday it's dale campbell here with you we're doing it for geek.io thanks for joining us it's a pleasure as per always 
Now, before we get on out of here for the show, and before we realize what we learned today, got a couple of announcements for you. Uh, we are not going to be here this Sunday. Uh, coming up, April 1st, we are taking Easter weekend off. I know. It's a scandal. Hold on to your butts. No, we're taking the week off. We're taking the Easter weekend off. And there are a couple of couple of weeks in May that we might have to have off as well. But we will get to that uh, soon because I need to figure out what I'm doing for that. <laughs> so, more news coming up soon. But for right now, uh, next week's Easter episode, Bonanza, I will be recording live Tuesday at 5.30pm Eastern. So, same time slot as this, but in two days' time. Uh, we'll be doing the History of April Fool's episode and a very special Dale Reacts to Old Episodes uh, special. I don't know if that'll be on the show or if that will be an after show thing. We'll have to we'll have to find out together when that show airs Tuesday, 5.30pm Eastern, right here, right now. But we've also got a couple of show, uh, we've got a couple of store announcements. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you have... You have a couple of days left, eh, probably about two days left, uh, to pick yourself... Yeah, you do have two days left. Uh, to pick up a generic live hoodie. Uh, the first quarter uh, new uh, item, generic live hoodie. Uh, to pick that up, they go out the door at the end of the month. Uh, so, pick yours up before it's too late. But, at in the meantime... We have, starting right now, you can pick yourself up a Geek.io uh, Whoa. The given word. Whoa. Uh, yes, apologies. You can't post links. Uh, apologies for that. Uh, yeah. Uh, is there any way I can uh, see that message uh, without uh, uh, let's see this is dangerous alright well that was helpful for no one yeah, no links. Do 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 do. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. We 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 are a little. We were once bitten twice shy on links. So, sorry for that. We didn't mean to offend. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, a tap, uh, you can get the Geekio Tapestry uh, right now uh, from 25 uh, USD. They come in 51 by 60 inch, 68 by 80 inch, or 88 by 104 inch. Uh, their range uh, in prices, of course. Uh, from that, they come in white, 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 blue, red, black, or green. And you can get those right now. They'll be there until the 30th of June. Uh, also, in the Generic Life home, uh, you can pick yourself up a variety of shirts, mugs, all sorts. But you can now pick up, and I'll be picking one of these up for sure, a Generic Life tote bag. Uh, it's the Oil Natural look. Uh, these will permanently be in the store, so you can always get these tote bags. Uh, they'll be all natural uh, look. And they are amazing. They are from $23 AUD, which I didn't write down the price of those in USD. Uh, but there you go. You, El Natural. And you can pick uh, that up. Uh, uh, you, can, you can pick that up right now at uh, Generic Life Home. Uh, the Given Word asks, do you talk uh, current affairs and politics on this stream? Uh, yes, uh, Generic Live Show, we do. Uh, other streams, we don't. Uh, but the Generic Live Show, we do, yes. Uh, uh, sometimes on this show. 
Uh, we we do talk about we do talk about uh, current affairs and politics on this show. Uh, sometimes. So there you go. Uh, the, the given word. The given word. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What what did we learn today? Uh, while the given word is is responding to responding to that. What uh, what what did we learn today? We learned uh, that uh, balls should not be played with illegally. Illegally, we 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 also learned we learned a lot about balls today. Actually, <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. Uh, we learned what color tennis balls are. Uh, also, we, we learned what 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 color tennis balls are. Actually, serious though, I should we shouldn't laugh about uh, the fact that. Uh, we shouldn't. Yeah, we shouldn't laugh at the fact that people are tampering with, with balls uh, to use them as the as their advantage. Uh, the given word says nice. I studied that stuff at uni. I find it uh, interesting. I I find politics interesting. Uh, I don't know much of the ins and outs of it though. I I I like following it, but I don't I don't know much of the behind the scenes. I don't know much of the theory about it, if that makes sense. Uh, we also took a trip back to 1985, uh, where we learnt uh, that it's uh, International Youth Year. It was Seniors Year in 2004, it's Youth Year in 1985. <laughs> uh, we also learnt that Mark Zuckerberg uh, breaks his silence, he comes clean in a 900-page essay about data leakage. Uh, you should really get that checked. Uh, oh, also, Water Buffalo uh, t- makes an appearance and teaches us how we turn off face recognition. Uh, face recognition in. Uh, yeah, face recognition in Facebook. Uh, kind of redundant if you don't have face recognition in a name called Facebook. Ha <laughs> ha! We also learned that the flights uh, are massive and it's good to fly, according to the, the Qantas CEO. As the fl- first direct Australia-Europe flight takes off from Perth to London. 17 hours breaking aviation records. Uh, we also give you some tips, just the tips, on some of the their sleeping positions, which seats to choose, and... How what best positions uh, you can be in an honor plan? Uh, we also learned that Google doesn't hate publishers. If yeah, they don't hate publishers. Uh, we also learned that there are only five tech companies in America, <laughs> and uh, apparently, American that the state of American tech markets are also a game of Pac-Man, and they gobble each other up. Uh, that sounded weird. <laughs> Uh, and we all learned that uh, the Jerry Clive home has got it going on. And we also learned that we're not here next week. We're here Tuesday, uh, Tuesday 5.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, Wednesday, 7.30 a.m. Uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time for the history of April Fool's Day. There you go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end the show there because we're going to end it early because why not? We'll do we'll do an extended outro. Uh, I've been Dale Campbell. Thank you, everyone, uh, for joining me on this adventure. Thank you, the given word, uh, for studying politics. I couldn't study politics at university. Uh, thank you, Reggie Three uh, Three, for for setting me straight on pretty much everything. Thank you, Ral Gaza, uh, for the pre-show uh, where. He interrupted the first two seconds of it because he went into the wrong voice channel because that's always fun. Uh, there you go. Oh, I forgot to do plugs. Uh, you can find, uh, if you like me, you can find more of me on Twitter, twitter.com slash the Dale Campbell. T-H-E-D-A-L-E-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L, all one word, the Dale Campbell. On Twitter, you can find the show uh, and everything we do, youtube.com slash show. Uh, you can join our Discord to keep the conversation alive. Patreon, uh, 
geek-io.net slash discord discord server it's always hopping and happening in there you can support everything that I do and everything we do on our patreon mega feed extravaganza at uh, that's not how you spell patreon Dale come on Dale get it together uh, patreon at patreon.com slash geekio you can email the show at any time generic live show at gmail.com or geekio show at gmail.com uh, the network email just put generic live show or GLS in the subject line it'll it'll get to me thank you everyone for joining me on this crazy adventure once again it's been a wrap I've been Dale Campbell I will continue to go uh, to be Dale Campbell until I order a Whopper with no pickles at Burger King. We'll see you all next week. No, we won't see you next week. We'll see you Tuesday. Ah! Bye. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>